You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lose a bet last night. Hit him in the n- Ouch. That's a direct hit. Are you okay? I'm okay. And say I'm stupid and I'm about to get hit in the we're all healing together on betql daily welcome back betql daily the joe's joe ojo g and yes sometimes you got to heal together after a bad beat i i had one last night mlb i took the uh, i took giolito we both were on the white Sox. we felt good about the white Sox yesterday that did not come to worship but lucas giolito over under seven and a half strikeouts so i'm watching this Watch it play out. He's got a pretty good strikeout number early in the game. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good against a bad Pirates team. and But the pitch count is rising. The pitch count is rising pretty quickly as we get to the fifth, sixth inning. In the sixth inning, he gets two strikes on two different batters, including the last one that he was going to face. And I knew it was the last one because he was about 110 pitches. His spot in the order probably coming up in the next inning. They're down at that point. I'm like, listen, this is my last shot here. And he gets the two strikes, and the count goes full. And the guy puts the ball in play, and he just feel like that was the opportunity against a bad hitter, bad team. I still like the play. Giolito is pitching well, and man, that was a tough one. Oh, White Sox are in a bad run right now. I know. Happening in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. By the way, I saw one of these uh, issues we are discussing last night, actually, in Little League action. There was a play at second base. Last few games of the season, they decided to let the kids steal. No leadoffs allowed at this stage, but um, there is a play at second base on an attempted steal. The ball comes in. Of course, it's not going to get there on the fly. It comes in on a bounce, second baseman covering. And, boy, that bounce was unkind to the second baseman, just keeled over. He was down just uh, licking the dirt for about three minutes. He did not move. I hope the kid had his cup on. I don't know if he did. It was on the other team, so I didn't get the details exactly what happened. But uh, it happened to me as well in uh, the NBA game last night. Uh, the props were all right. Reggie Jackson, the rebounds went over. We talked about Payne's big game. I was on the assist. You were on the points, right? You're on the, the points for Payne? Yeah, and, uh, and we might hear from her later, but uh, my dog, Dina, we thought she hated it, but she actually was all over Cameron Payne. Now we understand. Yes. Yes, we understand what Dina was uh, trying to tell us. Make sure you're betting Payne everywhere because he's going to have the best game of his career. But the big loser for me on the NBA props was Nick Batum. I was so frustrated. Early in the game, I'm, I'm heading home to, to watch the rest after Little League. I'm checking the box. Oh, what is going on? Why is Batum not on the court? I get home, and it's the end of the first quarter. He's just finally out there. Like, all of a sudden, Ty Lu decided to change up the rotations, and a, a veteran, Nick Batum, a guy who's been out there throughout the playoffs, 35-plus minutes per game, he only played 15 minutes, so the run of over six-and-a-half rebounds ends. 
Yeah, he did. He, I was, I was watching that too. So I'm like, wait, he really is not part of this game. And it's oh, funny man. when you when you take these props and you're in on one and you ju- jump in another, it, they all flow together, right? Like campaign last night had a big night. I was in and I lost on Michael Bridges last night, going over 12 and a half points. He did virtually nothing. He missed his first two threes. Didn't really participate until late. He had a big three late to help them, you know, win the game. But that didn't help me over 12 and a half. And you're watching, I'm like, man, if campaign stays this hot. Bridges is not getting the ball. It's like, you know, you feel good about one and the other one. You're like, oh, that's that's going to hurt the other side of this prop. That happens a lot, especially in these NBA playoff games. They're going to ride the hot hand. Yeah, this is uh, this is why there are some people out there. I say success, because if you hit a couple of these a year, you can end up uh, in the green big time. This is why a lot of people use those same game parlays. You can correlate a lot of your different plays with the outcome of game like, okay. I think the Clippers are going to win. That means you're typically going to go over on some Paul George stuff, maybe under on some of the Suns guys. Yeah, so I hit I'm, one actually last uh, the game one of the Sun, of the uh, Hawks Sixer series. I had a feeling on Herder, and that that was the big because that point you know you could get Herder's props, his three pointers, his points. You can get them all at a pretty good price. Now I was looking this morning on Herder. We'll get to some props later on. Hmm. The prices are it, it's all corrected itself. Like you, you I know. You can't get great numbers on Kevin Hurd anymore. The the, the, uh, the the secret is out. That guy could play, and and, and every fan knows it now. So, uh, yes, last night a little bit of a tough night. But, Joe, you know, MLB, the, you mentioned the White Sox here. Um, and they have been, you know, right there at the top of MLB futures to win the World Series for a while now. I, you know, we discussed the other day how the Astros had a good weekend against them. They, you know, they have – or they're right there now, if not surpassing them as the favorite to win the American League, at least in my mind. But the odds still say White Sox, yet they're struggling right now. And their bullpen's been so good, it scuffled last night. Yeah, you expected a little bit of negative regression. However, Hendricks hasn't uh, pitched to his capabilities. They're going to be a, an interesting team to watch come the deadline because you would think that they're that they're going to uh, make some moves to bolster up this team for the final stretch run. And, yeah, sure, there are some Sox fans that question Jerry Reinsdorf and the commitment that he's going to make. One thing that was clear in the offseason was, okay, I'm going to be questioned about bringing in my my senior citizen buddy, Tony La Russa, to manage this team. But um, he made sure, okay, let's put him in a position to succeed. Unlike their previous manager last year, he didn't even have a third starter, Rick Renteria. So they're, I think they're going to bolster this team once again, and they should. The championship window is open. Uh, the American League is pretty wide open as well. Don't you agree? Are they, are they clear cut above everyone else, or is it pretty close? Uh, I don't think they're clear cut above everyone else, but there's no one I, I say they can't beat, You know, it's, especially if they land a player or two at the deadline. And I agree with you, they probably will. This is their window, and, it, and if they feel like they're getting some of these injured guys back, which they probably will before the season ends. I know Madrigal is going to be out the whole year, but the other guys, if they can get them back, Joe, I wouldn't be surprised if they do the right things and they're healthy enough that we say they are the favorites when we walk into October. It's just a matter how much the the money and the the line moves between now and then. If they struggle a little bit here and you still like them, it'll jump in at the right number. Did you see the big World Series bets that have come in over the last few days? What do we have? Mattress Max at it again. Stealing some headlines this Uh morning. He bet on his Astros. He bet $3.25 million at multiple sports books, which would win 35 
million dollars. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Mattress Mac has this company down in Houston, Texas, and he starts a promotion every single year, at least when the Astros are pretty good, and they're pretty good again this season. So what he's done is he got, he's gone to multiple states over the last week to get down on the Astros to win the World Series as a hedge because the promotion starting today is customers who buy mattresses of $3,000 or more in his Houston stores get their money back if the Astros win the championship. You know, this is where I think I've, uh, I've, I've skimped a little bit. Like, I thought it's time to upgrade the mattress, but I don't recall. Maybe I'm just way off and I'm being way too cheap. I don't recall ever spending $3,000 on a mattress. Yeah, I, I have to say my wife handles most of uh, the the, mo- the big things we buy. I just say, all right, let's just do it as long as you think it's the right thing. I don't ever recall her ever saying three grand for this mattress. And if she did, I'd probably say, we don't need to spend that. That seems like a lot, Joe. That, and, well, listen, great businessman down there. In uh, if he could, Mark, if he can get all the people about him, we're talking about him, right? He, he did it. He did it. And if the Astros win, he's he's going to hedge that bet. Um, but that means betting on Dusty Baker, which obviously has never led to a world championship. <laughs> Good manager, but he's never led to a world title. All right, Joe, all of this, all the futures, all the thoughts on MLB moving forward, it's all now going to be a, a, a secondary context to the, to the nonsense that happened last night. we got to play this for you. This is courtesy of Masson, okay? Last night, I'm watching this game, Phillies, Nationals. We know they're starting to check pitchers now before innings to see if they have pine tar or rosin or spider tack or whatever. Well, this was the third check for uh, Max Scherzer of the Nationals. This one spurred on because Joe Girardi, the Phillies manager, screaming from the dugout to check. So this is in the middle of an inning. Listen to this because this was, I mean, it was incredible theater for a few minutes, but it was, it was absurd. I've seen Max a long time since 2010. Um, Obviously he's going to be a hall of famer, Um, but I've never seen him wipe his head like he was doing tonight ever Um, going like this. Right. So it was suspicious for me. He did it about four or five times. Um, it was suspicious. I didn't mean to offend anyone. I just got to do what's right for our club. So, Joe, here's my thought on all this. I understand his point. Right. If he, th- he sees something suspicious, fine. It's the middle of an inning. He's been checked two times before. He, he'd have to be the craziest person in the world to go out to the mound this week with something obvious to get checked. And Joe said before the game he wasn't going to play games. This, this felt like playing some games here, and Max was upset. He basically threw his hat down, threw the glove down, took his belt off. Like Sergio Romo of the A's literally yes. took his pants off on the field. What are we doing here, Joe? These are It's the middle of a game. What is going on? Oh, man. Okay, so I didn't suffer through it in live time because I, I'm flipping through all the different games going on. So I, I didn't see it like you did uh, doing your Phillies coverage. But I, when I saw it after the fact, I kind of love it. I love that Joe kind of got in his head. No, it's Mad Max. You're not going to impact him too much. Right. But I, I think it's amusing. And it, uh, it strikes home what we were hearing from some managers, uh, not, not publicly to us, but they, what they were saying to some MLB insiders that, yeah, we're, we're going to test teams. We're going to call teams out. We're going to go after them. There was this belief that managers wouldn't do that. It isn't done in the game. Well, that's completely flipped. Why? Because these pitchers have gone too far. Many have said they were given an inch and they took a mile. And that's why we're here, Joe G. The theme that I was seeing all night via social media and the reaction, everything that was going on, like you said, with Romo and Mad Max, 
was Manfred's ruining the game. Manfred's ruining the game. My retort is, if you think the game is ruined, the pitchers ruined the game. And the people not talking are the position players, and they fought for all of this. Conveniently, very quiet from the position players. Why? Because they're not being checked. But the other thing is, this is exactly what they wanted. You can't complain about three true outcomes, game is boring, no runs are being scored, and then have an issue with what they're doing right now. I do think, though, and I agree with a lot of what you said, do the check before the inning. Like, There's not some sort of magic fairy that's going to bring Max Scherzer spider attack in the middle of an inning. Check him walking out and let him do let him pitch his inning because the game is long enough to begin with. Do we need five minutes of Mad Max taking his belt off and throwing it at the umpire? And it's funny, but I, I don't. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was amusing. And then hit like Girardi and him yelling at each other as they walked off the field. It was, it was a riot. It happened across baseball yesterday. Um, and then the last thing here is he was going to his head for sweat. You know, if you saw Trevor Barrow last week, he mixed sweat and rosin. He got some stickiness out of it. That's the new natural enhancer now their own sweat on their head what are where where are we now at baseball that sweat on the head is where they have to go to by the way the other joe g in philadelphia joe girardi i've seen scherzer go to his head like that a million times in outing he does it all the time beck ul daily on the other side jimmy patsos we'll talk nba with joe o and joe g beck ul network